0: Chapter six of Chicot the Jester by Alexander Dumas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by john Vanstan. Savannah, Georgia. Chapter six. Le petit Couchet of Henry the third. After this scene, beginning in tragedy and ending in comedy, the king, still angry, went to his room, followed by Chicot, who asked for his supper. "I am not hungry," said the king. "It is possible, but I am-" The king did not seem to hear he unclasped his cloak took off his cap and advancing to the passage which led to saint luke's room said to chicot wait here for me till i return oh do not be in a hurry said chicot no sooner was the king gone than chicot opened the door and called hola a valet came the king has changed his mind said chicot he wishes a good supper here for himself and saint luke above all Plenty of wine and dispatch. The valet went to execute the orders, which he believed to be the king's. Henry, meanwhile, had passed into St. Luke's room. He found him in bed, having prayers read to him by an old servant who had followed him to the Louvre, and shared his captivity. In a corner, on an armchair, his head buried in his hands, slept the page. "'Who is that young man?' asked the king. "'Did not your majesty authorize me to send for a page?' yes doubtless well i have profited by it oh does your majesty repent of having allowed me this little indulgence no no on the contrary amuse yourself my son how are you sire i have a fever really your face is red let me feel your pulse i am half a doctor saint luke held out his hand with visible ill humor Oh, said the king, intermittent, agitated. Yes, sire, I am very ill. I will send you my doctor. Thank you, sire, but I hate Meron. I will watch you myself. You shall have a bed in my room, and we will talk all night. Oh, cried saint Luke, you see me ill, and you want to keep me from sleeping. That is a singular way to treat your patient, doctor but you cannot be left alone, suffering as you are. Sire, I have my page, Jean. But he sleeps. That is what I like best. Then he will not disturb me. Well, come and assist at my going to bed. Then I shall be free to come back to bed? Perfectly. Well, so be it. But I shall make a bad courtier, I assure you. I am dying with sleep." You shall yawn at your ease. Sire, if your majesty will leave me, I will be with you in five minutes. Well, then five minutes, but no longer. As soon as the door was shut, the page jumped up. Ah, Saint-Luc, cried she, you are going to leave me again, mon Dieu. I shall die of fright here if they discover me. My dear Jean, Gaspard here will protect you had i not better go back if you really wish it Jean said saint luke sadly you shall but if you are as good as you are beautiful if you have any feeling in your heart for me you will wait here a little i shall suffer so much from my head and nerves that the king will not long keep so sad a companion go then said Jean, and i will wait my dear jeanne you are adorable trust me to return as soon as possible besides i have an idea which i will tell you when i return an idea which will restore your liberty i hope so then go gaspard said st luc prevent anyone from entering here and in a quarter of an hour lock the door and bring me the key to the king's room then go home and tell them not to be uneasy about madame la comtesse and come back to-morrow then st Luke kissed his wife's hand and went to the king who was already growing impatient jeanne alone and trembling hid behind the curtains of the bed when st Luke entered he found the king amidst a perfect carpet of flowers of which the stalks had been cut off roses jasmines violets and wallflowers in spite of the severe weather formed an odorous carpet for henry the third the chamber of which the roof was painted had in it two beds one of which was so large as to occupy a third of the room it was hung with gold and silk tapestry representing mythological figures and the windows had curtains to match from the center of the ceiling hung suspended by a golden chain a silver gilt lamp in which burned a perfumed oil at the side of the bed was a golden satyr holding in his hand a candelabrum containing four rose-color wax candles also perfumed the king with his naked feet resting on the flowers was seated on a chair of ebony and laid with gold He had on his knees seven or eight young spaniels who were licking his bands. Two servants were curling his hair, his mustachios, and beard. A third was covering his face with a kind of cream, which had a most delightful scent. "'Here,' cried Chicot, "'the grease and the combs. I will try them, too.' "'Chicot,' said "Henry, "'your skin is too dry and will use too much cream, and your beard is so hard it will break my combs.' Well my son said he turning to Saint luc how is your head Saint luc put his hand to his head and groaned imagine continued henry i have seen bussy d'amboise bussy cried Saint luc trembling yes those fools five of them attacked him and let him escape if you had been there Saint luc i should probably have been like the others oh no i wager you are as good as bussy we will try tomorrow sire i am too ill for anything henry hearing a singular noise turned round and saw chicot eating up all the supper that had been brought for two what the devil are you doing monsieur chicot cried henry taking my cream internally since you will not allow me to do it outwardly go and fetch my captain of the guards said henry what for, asked Chicot, emptying a porcelain cup of chocolate to pass his sword through your body? Ah, let him come, we shall see, cried Chicot, putting himself in such a comical attitude of defence that every one laughed. But I am hungry, cried the king, and the wretch has eaten up all the supper. You are capricious, Henry. I offered you supper, and you refused. However, your bouillon is left. I am no longer hungry, and I am going to bed. And I also, said St. Luke, for I can stand no longer. Stay, St. Luke said the king. Take these, and he offered him a handful of little dogs. What for? To sleep with you. They will take your illness from you. Thanks, sire, said St. Luke, putting them back in their basket. But I have no confidence in your receipt." I will come and visit you in the night, Saint-Luc." "'Pray do not, sire. You will only disturb me.'" And saluting the king, he went away. Chicot had already disappeared, and there only remained with the king the valets, who covered his face with a mask of fine cloth, plastered with the perfumed cream, in which were holes for the eyes, nose, and mouth. A cap of silk and silver fixed it on the forehead and ears. They next covered his arms with sleeves made of wadded silk. And then presented him with kid gloves also greased inside these mysteries of the royal toilet finished they presented to him his soup in a golden cup then henry said a prayer a short one that night and went to bed when settled there he ordered them to carry away the flowers which were beginning to make the air sickly and to open the window for a moment then the valet closed the doors and curtains and called in narcissus the king's favorite dog who, jumping on the bed, settled himself at once on the king's feet. The valet next put out the wax lights, lowered the lamp, and went out softly. Already more tranquil and nonchalant than the lazy monks of his kingdom in their fat abbeys, the king of France no longer remembered that there was a France. He slept. Every noise was hushed, and one might have heard a bat fly in the sombre corridors of the Louvre. End of chapter six. Recording by John Vanstan. Savannah, Georgia.